Good evening. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I am Evan with Atlas and the host of this show. And I want to say thank you for all those who have been tuning into the show every week, either live or later on, or tuning into the podcast of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you and thank you for the support. And before I get into the meat of the show, for if you haven't noticed yet, I have been posting about minute long, uh, about 90 seconds at the most, uh, talking sports with Evan Sports Minute on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, talking sports with Evan Facebook page, giving you a thought that I have in the world of sports today. Haven't put it on Twitter yet, but it's talking about one of the topics we're going to talk about here tonight, and that is Carlos Santana. Brewers make a smooth move and bring in Carlos Santana to play first base for the Milwaukee Brewers. So one of the topics going to talk about today is the trade deadline and the Brewers making a move today to move in a direction to improve the team. Also, NFL training camps are underway and the Packers training camps have started. Jordan Love's first training camp as the starting quarterback for your for our uh, Green Bay Packers and going to give you some early thoughts on training camp and disclaimer I am not currently at training camp I will not be going this year however I'm paying a lot of attention to what I, is out there in Twitter Packers Wire um Sports Illustrated all those other sites that have people there on the ground and kind of giving you my thoughts on what they're observing and what I think it means. And Aaron Rodgers. And yes, I'm going to talk Aaron Rodgers for a second. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time. And I'm not going to spend much time moving forward talking about Aaron Rodgers on Talking Sports with Evan. But I just kind of want to talk about the pay cut that he took that has some Packer fans up in arms and angry and mad and other Packer fans uh, not really caring and then whatnot. So that is what we will be talking about here tonight. And the first thing I want to talk about is Carlos Santana is now a Milwaukee brewer. And Carlos Santana, you look at the numbers surface level, it's not going to be a sexy move. And I had mentioned that when I was talking about the Packers, I mean, sorry, the Packers, the Brewers, uh, what I thought they're going to do at the trade deadline, I had said repeatedly that I don't think they're going to make a sexy move. They're going to make some smaller moves to try to improve the team on the fringes and probably hope that Christian Yelich continues to play out of his mind and get some help with uh, for him around this lineup and kind of go from there. And Carlos Santana is a little bit older, 37 years old, but he's a switch hitter. And his blitz are pretty similar to both lefties and righties. He's got 12 home runs on the season and 53 RBIs and an on base of 321. OPS is 733. Now his batting average this year, 239, or sorry, 235, could be better. But he is a talented defensive first baseman. And Matt Arnold has talked this week 
repeatedly that he doesn't want to sacrifice defense for offense. The Brewers are a team that depends on their defense to get wins. He doesn't want to sacrifice that, which is fine, which is understandable. And this is a move that doesn't sacrifice that because as I mentioned, Santana is a good defender. He also has some pop in his bat. Um, This past week alone, he's got four base hits and 11 at-bats, including three home runs and five RBIs. That's just in his last three games. Uh, His last seven, he's batting 269 with three home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, Six strikeouts. And his slugging percentage of 731. Again, as I mentioned, his numbers have not been the best offensively, especially the past couple years. But the Brewers need to make some moves, need to get better. And this is uh, hopefully the first of a couple moves they're going to make. What I'd like to see the Brewers do to improve is maybe get a middle infielder. Willie, uh, Willie Adamas has not played well at all um, offensively, except his power numbers are still good, but batting average-wise, uh, slugging, things like that, he's leaving a lot to be desired. And uh, Terang, being a rookie, is having a, a rough time at it at the plate in this rookie year, so I wouldn't mind the Brewers getting a more of a veteran presence in the middle of the, that infield that can drive home some runs. Also wouldn't mind them getting another bullpen arm, uh, get some more support there. I know the back end of the bullpen is great. Uribe has been good thus far, getting more and more confident as we move ahead. But I wouldn't mind just another arm in that bullpen to try to uh, get more depth and talent there. Uh, those are the two main areas. Third base could use an upgrade. Anderson has been really good defensively, but his bat after a hot stretch to start the year has been um, very atrocious uh, before going on the IL. He was not producing, and hopefully after stint on the IL, he does get better. Um, but... He's he was, uh, his average is, is down to 229 after starting the year on such a tear. Um, his last game was 7-9. He did get two for three against the Reds on uh, July 8th with a walk and two, uh, as I mentioned, two hits and a run scored. And he was one for five on July 7th. But his offensive numbers could definitely improve. And I think they could try to upgrade there. The problem is trying to make trades, though, right now with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Chicago Cubs appearing to be buyers or not selling. It's really making it harder for the rest of the teams that want to buy in baseball because now there's two teams that will not be sellers. So the the talent level that's out there makes it even harder and it's going to raise the asking price of of teams like the Nationals who are looking to sell uh, the Pirates who might be looking to sell some veterans as we just saw with Carlos Santana of the Brewers but the fact that the Angels are looking to buy the the Dodgers are looking to buy the Brewers are looking to buy it looks like the Cubs are looking to buy 
a lot of teams now in baseball looking to buy the Phillies so they can make a run to both improve their chances of the wild card and try to close that gap against the Braves. The Diamondbacks could be uh, buyers this uh, season as they're just four games out of first place with the Dodgers. The Giants are three games out of first place. Um, are the Padres going to sell? It's looking like right now they're going to, being 10 games out of first. But they could close that gap fairly quickly. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, they could close that gap fairly quickly trying to make a big push um, if they AD choose to. So it's going to drive up the asking price. So another reason why I don't think the Brewers are going to make any very sexy moves at this point. Other Brewer stock comments I want to make, and uh, Craig Council. Anyone else a little concerned that Craig Council does not have a contract for next year? Um, the winningest manager in Brewer history. He has four of the Brewers' eight playoff appearances in in, uh, in team history, and he has won six hundred and seventy-two games, lost six hundred one. Craig Council has been very good in Milwaukee. I, I've ha I had the conversation with a friend of mine who isn't the biggest Council fan. I'm not going to, you know, get into a debate with him about Council. I'm not going to change his mind about Council. He's not going to change mine. Um, but I will say this about Craig Council's record. Um, his first taking over for Renicky, he put a bandage. 137 games. Uh, they went 61 and seven. He went 61 and 76. And in his first full season, went 73 and 89. And since that first uh, full year in 2015, he's had one record under 500, and that was 29 and 31 COVID season, shortened season. Only other time he's been under 500. He's had. Uh, 531 winning percentage in 2017, just missing the playoffs. A 589 winning percentage in 2018, one game away from the uh, getting to the World Series. A 549 winning percentage in 2019, lost in the wild card matchup against the Nationals. Uh, 95 and 67 in 2021, the 586 winning percentage, lost against the eventual World Series champion Braves. Uh, last year, 86 and 76, a 531 winning percentage, just missed out on the playoffs. And in 2023, so far, he's 57 and 46, a 553 winning percentage, currently in first place in the division. And they're looking like they're going to be a, a team that's going to make the playoffs. And the thing is, it's about getting to the playoffs. You never really know. You don't, you need to get there in order to have a chance and getting to the playoffs gives you a chance at the ultimate prize, which is the world series. And as I mentioned four times, Craig council has been to the playoffs. You would like a better winning record or win loss record come playoff time, but he has gotten the brewers to the playoffs four times out of eight um, times. The brewers have made it in franchise history and the Brewers have had 21 or 21 or 22 winning seasons in franchise history. 
and Cray Council has one, two, three, four, five of those currently. And this year, with 57 wins at this point, pot likely going to finish above 500 this year. He'll have six of 23 winning seasons. And like I said, I'm not going to change my friend's mind about Council. He's not a Council guy. Hasn't been a Cray Council guy. Doesn't like Cray Council. Uh, feels that he's extremely overrated. I completely disagree with him on Craig Council, and he's not going to change my mind either. But I am a little worried, though, um, in what happens if Craig Council leaves. Uh, he does not have a contract for next year. Obviously, the plan is if he wants to be here, is to bring Craig Council back to be the Milwaukee Brewer manager. But it is a little concerning that Council is currently not under contract next season. Um, one brew, one grade for the Brewers has the Brewers at a, a C plus for the trade for Santana. Um, no idea how the Brewers are in first place other than Craig Council is the reincarnation of Houdini. This is a bad, bad offensive team. Adamus and his 206 average and 291 on base has been hitting third as recently as a week ago. Jesse Winker has been batting cleanup. Brewers first baseman are 29th in the majors and OPS and their DH are also 29th and Winker's now on the injured list. Santana looks like an upgrade. Heck, he may be the new cleanup hitter even though he's basically been League average for the Pirates hitting 235 um, with a 98 OPS plus. So I like the Santana move. I think the move is very good for the Brewers, and it's going to help the Brewers' offense a little bit. According to Matt Arnold in an interview he did following the trade, the clubhouse is already loving the um, the move. So moving on. Packer training camp underway. Day two happened today. And a couple key things that are standing out to me right now. Right now, Zach Tom is getting all right tackle reps. I think it's safe to say that the Packers' right tackle is going to be Zach Tom this year. I think they like Zach Tom better at right tackle than they do Yash Nijman, even though Nijman played that position at the tail end of last year with Tom playing a lot at left tackle. I think they like Najman more as that swing tackle, can play both sides than they do. Just, just putting him at right tackle, I think they like that better. Um, and outside of that, the offensive line is the same starting unit at the end of the year with Bakhtiari at left, uh, Jenkins at uh, left guard, Myers at center, and Runyon at right guard, and Zach Thompson playing uh, most of the right tackle. I personally think center is probably the best position long-term for Zach Tom, but Matt LaFleur said over and over again, it's about getting the five best guys on the field at the same time and going that route. And Zach Tom proved last year that he is one of the Packers' five best offensive linemen when he filled in numerous times at left tackle, at right tackle, at guard, um, either guard spot, he's he played most almost every. I think he played every position last year except center. I do think center is probably his best position, but he is a pretty damn good tackle too. At least he showed that last year. 
Um, Rashawn Gary has not um, been uh, past his physical yet. Um, I think that's important to mention. And hopefully Rashawn Gary can pass the physical and play. But right now, uh, Preston Smith and uh, Kiki were the two starting outside linebacker um, today. JJ, sorry, JJ Ingabare. Um, they worked with the, They were the starters today um, at the at linebacker spot. Um, Rudy Ford was still starting at safety. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to him being the starting safety on opening day. I think he's a good depth uh, piece to have coming off the bench, get played solid um, for you out there. Not going to make any mistakes. Going to be assignments assignment. Uh, sure. But I don't think you want him as a starter out there. Uh, Darnell Savage is getting an, another chance to be a starting safety in the NFL. Again, hopefully he can uh, make the best of it and improve his play. Danny Etling has still been the number two quarterback. Looking like to me, the Packers are going to keep three. Um, Clifford likely be the third quarterback. Um, the other person they brought in, he'll likely be practice squad more than likely, I believe. Um, second team offensive line, Rashid Walker, Royce Newman, Jake Hansen, Sean Ryan, Caleb Jones. That's a, a uh, lineup I like for a second line, especially the tackle positions. Jaden Reed's been making some plays um, t- today at practice. And they're using Tyler Goodson a lot like they were using um, Swerve when they brought him in briefly as more of that gadget type. Um, Jordan Love has been, you know, up and down. But at this point, the defense is a little ahead of the offense typically anyways. And let's not overreact to what we are seeing um, or underreact. Um, let's not overreact every good play and overreact every bad play that happens at training camp. Um, Jordan Love, the key thing is, is to keep showing improvement each and every day. And he's doing that, and he looks more comfortable and more confident and has more command out there than he has past couple years. He's really taken ownership of this is his team now. And he threw a couple impressive touchdowns uh, today that should uh, should um, give you some pause about him being a good quarterback. A couple of nice throws today. Um, Devontae Wyatt, he's a guy that I'm paying a lot of attention to thus far in training camp. First-round pick last year, didn't play a lot uh, last year. A lot of reps available this year with Reed and Lowry moving on. He's got to earn those reps being a former first-round pick, and he's got good quickness, good first step. And um, Quay Walker is another one that's showing great range, great quickness, great talent. He just needs to keep it all together in, in between the ears and not have some of the problems that he had last year. The defense won again today. The offense had to do up-downs following practice. Yesterday they had to do push-ups. Today up-downs. And we'll see if they can. Uh, there's going to be more of a jog-through tomorrow indoors for training camp and we'll see if the offense can force the defense to have to do up downs or push-ups or sit-ups or something moving forward in practice. And the last thing I want to talk about, I think is getting a lot more attention than it needs to. 
and that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. Yes, I know Aaron Rodgers took a very big pay cut to... I know he took a very big pay cut to $35 million, in fact, for the Jets and a reworked contract. And I've seen a lot of Packer fans flipping their lid about that. At the end of the day, I don't care. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's different point of his career. He knows that, be, you know, being in New York now, he likely he, – he, he mentioned a couple years ago about his him being on the final nine holes of his career for using golf reference. He knows he's probably on the last three or four holes of his football career, and he knows his career is going to be over. He's closer to his career being done than he is um, than than he is uh, to his prime. That's one thing, and I'm hearing a lot of he never did it in Green Bay. But we don't know if the Packers even approached him about taking pay cuts. I know they moved money around. Uh, free up some space from time to time in the past. But overall, I don't know if the Packers even asked him if he wanted to take a pay cut or if he would be willing to. And there's a difference between Douglas and Goody. And it doesn't mean one GM is better than the other, but Douglas is a GM that wants Rogers input and is probably giving Rogers um, keeping him informed on what they're looking at. I don't think it's a coincidence that Delvin Cook was in New York a day after Rodgers took this pay cut. I'm sure uh, Douglas has talked to Rodgers like, hey, this is what we want to try to do uh, in order to give you the uh, best talent we can to try to win the AFC. Goody didn't have that, doesn't have that same communication style. He is a... Uh, I'm going to draft who I'm going to draft. I'm going to sign who I'm going to sign, and you all figure it out on the field. He, he's a close-to-the-vest guy, doesn't seem to get a lot of input from other front office people or the coaching staff, and it's up to the coaching staff to figure out how to make things work. Not saying it's a bad thing, not saying it's a good thing. It's just the type of GM that Goody is, and I've grown to accept that, and the Packers have done well more often than not, since Goody has become the GM and the Packers are became Super Bowl contenders shortly after Goody took over as general manager. And now that possibly, potentially could have been uh, all Aaron Rodgers. Now we're going to find out. And now we get to find out what um, what type of uh, coach Matt LaFleur is without Rodgers there. And we get to find out what kind of quarterback Jordan Love is. This, just some basic ramblings from me. Ultimately, there's one number I care about about Aaron Rodgers at this point. I don't care about his contract. I don't care about his win-loss record this year. I I care about him playing, participating in 65% of the snaps this year for the Jets. Because if he plays in that 65% of snaps for the Jets, the Packers get a first-round pick from the Jets in next year's draft. And I've seen a few people on Twitter saying, well, no, we 
we we don't want Rod. We don't want the team to be win because then it's going to be a late first round pick, which is fine. The thing is, you have a couple of first round picks, you can move around in the draft easier. Let's say Jordan Love ain't it, and the Packers are let's say fourth in the psych draft, fifth. They want to move up to one, and let's say the Panthers are that first pick in the draft again. They have their quarterback. Packers now have two first-round picks. They can give the Panthers, move up to one, boom. Now you got Caleb Williams or, or May. So that 65% is what I care about. Get those two first-round premium picks. Then you can you know mess around with it from there. And we'll see what, what happens. So either way, if you're going to training camp, hope you have fun, hope you enjoy Get lots of photos, videos when they allow, and just have a good time. This has been Talking Sports with Evan. Again, check out my shorts, uh, uh, the short uh, one to minute 30 videos that I've been posting on my social media accounts. Talking Sports with Evan Sports Minute. Check them out. Share them and interact with me on, on them at Evan with Sports on Twitter. Talking Sports with Evan on Facebook, Evan with Allison on on, uh, on YouTube, sorry. And the other thing, if you are looking to buy something on Amazon, if you go to my Twitter at Evan with Sports, click on the link in my bio, and you're going to get a link to Amazon. Click on there, and you're going to help out the show by getting what you want from Amazon. So please help me out uh, so I can give you more shows if or less, I guess, if that's what you want. Um, but please help me out by doing that. I'll get back at you next week, working on having a special guest next week, um, trying to confirm the exact day and time. You see him during the NFL draft the last two years and just working some final details to get Emlyn, uh to join me next week to to preview to do a rundown of the 2023 NFL season. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'll get back at you next week.